This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Informer Daily is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. At Joy 94.9, we'd like to pay our ongoing respects to Elders past, present and emerging. The Informer is funded in part by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. And of course, the members and donors of Joy 94.9. You can help us by visiting joy.org.au and become a member or donate. Any amount helps us bring you community-powered radio. Thank you. This is the Informer Daily for Thursday, the 9th of April, 2020. I'm your host, Arian Potts. Today... The travel restrictions we're under have meant a huge drop in demand for aviation and delays for cargo. We speak to a transport rider explaining the changes and what does the future for aviation look like? Nicholas Kamenyusandri has a book review of Snare by Icelandic writer Lilia Sigurdardotter. And what's on for the weekend? We've got an update from Frock Hudson about what you can do while you're at home. But first, this update. This is Dee Mason with the Joy 94.9 COVID-19 update for Thursday the 9th of April. The JobKeeper payment has passed in both Federal Houses of Parliament, paving the way for businesses impacted by COVID-19 to continue paying their employees for the next six months. Over 750,000 businesses have applied for the payment and even more are expected to sign up in coming days. Payments will begin in May, though companies in the financial position to do so are encouraged to pay their employees the $1,500 fortnightly allowance now and then claim the money back on tax. Australians who have lost work due to COVID-19 are now facing the prospect of having nothing in their savings as they wait for the increased job seeker payments, which are not due to arrive until April 27th. Nearly 350,000 Australians have applied for the early release of their super to make up the shortfall, but financial experts warn this is a course of action that could have terrible consequences for future savings. Another 2,000 ventilators will be made now that the federal government has reached an agreement with engineering firms and manufacturers. The first of the new ventilators will begin arriving in hospitals in June, with the order set to be completed by the end of July. Police boarded the Ruby Princess cruise ship last night as part of their ongoing investigation into whether criminal activity was involved in the decision to allow passengers to disembark at Circular Quay. The evidence gathered on the ship is being used to establish whether the ship's operators underreported the number of people who were potentially infected. The ship is linked to hundreds of COVID-19 infections and dozens of deaths. New border rules will come into effect in Queensland tomorrow night, which will see Queenslanders returning home needing a permit to cross the border. Any person coming from a COVID-19 hotspot, such as Sydney, will need to be quarantined for two weeks. The Tasmanian government says there will be helicopters in the skies to ensure no one travels this long weekend as part of a statewide police blitz to enforce social distancing. Premier Peter Goodwin also says the northwest coast is effectively in lockdown while an investigation is underway over an outbreak in the region. New South Wales Arts Minister Don Harwin is being ordered back to Sydney after revelations he's been at his holiday house in Pearl Beach for several weeks. Although Premier Gladys Berejiklian says it looks bad, she also says he didn't break any rules as he left for the holiday house before strict social distancing measures were announced. 
This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Aviation is a key part of the world we live in, whether it's taking trips, online shopping, or delivering goods just in time for factories and businesses. But the large-scale shutdowns of flights and restrictions have led to some huge changes. I spoke with transport writer John Band about the situation. So Tiger Airways seems to have disappeared. What can you tell us about that? I think Tiger Airways was always a bit of an anomaly in Virgin Australia's strategy. Um, there's an extent to which it kind of looked like Qantas and Jetstar as a um, more premium carrier and a more low-budget carrier. But Virgin was always positioned a notch down from Qantas as a premium product. And Tiger was a bit too small to have the kind of network to be an effective competitor for Jetstar, as well as kind of bad image problems stemming back to when it was owned by Singapore and uh, when it was grounded. Um so I think it never really made that much sense as part of Virgin strategy. It was kind of something that they'd inherited. So in that sense, it's not particularly surprising. It was the first casualty when things got really rough. Uh, what does that mean for the people that worked there? Are they all laid off? or I would, and I think in general, it's not going to be a good time to be in the Australian aviation industry. I think that there are... A lot of, there are going to be a lot of layoffs across carriers. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I, this is bad news for the people who work at Tiger, but there are going to be a lot of job cuts at Qantas, at Jetstar, and at the, in the Virgin Mainline operation as well. Uh, and that's the, good, the, the best, the better case scenario where both of the airlines receive the necessary support to come out of this crisis healthy. What do you think the, the odds are of Virgin Australia getting a bailout from the Australian government? And does the ownership structure, which is um, you know, part Singapore Airlines, which is owned by the Singapore government's investment arm, and then Etihad, which is the airline of Abu Dhabi, do you think that has any impacts on that? I think, yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I think the, um, I think at the end of this, Australia will probably have to separate airlines. I think that that's been a core part of government policy for uh, for a long time, and I doubt that that will change. I think there's a perceived need to have that competition and to have two strong Australian-based airlines. In terms of the ownership structure, I can't. I don't think that um, Etihad, based on its activities, is going to be especially keen to participate in a capital raising version. Um, but yeah, I, at the same time, it is a, a difficult optic for the government to be perceived uh, um, helping out foreign shareholders, and Qantas will obviously make a lot of that in uh, their PR and their calls um, and, their, and their government lobbying. So, I mean, obviously it's not been ideologically what the government has done for some time to take equity stakes in private businesses, mm-hmm. but my gut feeling is that the way that this is probably going to be resolved is uh, by the government uh, providing a bailout in exchange for a large extra stake. So a lot of airlines have had to switch. Um, one example you saw was Cathay Pacific that has been struggling for quite some time as Hong Kong's hometown airline with all of the, the disputes there, but they've seen a huge erosion in their traffic. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the, uh, they, have com- they combine being a international hub airline with serving a market which is um, having 
reasonably difficult times before the uh, virus and then has been a kind of, uh, especially in the early days, was a major focus uh, um, for the virus and for um, publicity around that. So, yeah, no, the um, combination of people cancelling business trips to Hong Kong, even when people were still going on business trips to the, up to the USA and Europe, and um, the uh, issues with China um, and the fact that people are no, and just the fact that that pleasure traffic um, and, and non-essential business traffic has completely died um, is yeah no it's not not great news for them. Mm. On the other hand, they are uh, they do have a pretty strong uh, cargo operation, unlike some of the passenger airlines. Um, who have um, neglected that in recent years and are now struggling a bit to rebuild their capacity in that area. John Band, transport writer, speaking to me earlier today. This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across the country on the Community Radio Network. Hello, Informer Daily listeners. My name is Nicholas. I'm a regular contributor to this program, and I'm still self-isolating. I have another book recommendation for you. This one comes from Iceland and is a lesbian crime thriller. Uh, It's part of the Reykjavik Noir trilogy, so if you do like it, there are two sequels that you can read. Um, This is Snare by Lilia Sigurdardotter. So Snare is set in 2010 in the wake of the 2008 global financial crash in Iceland. This is important because the financial crash actually plays a huge part in all of the characters' stories. Um, there's another disaster that the book is interested in, although this one is mainly used as sort of like a noir-esque set dressing. It's the 2010 eruption of Eyjafjallajökull, which is a volcano in Iceland. If you remember that particular event, Eyjafjallajökull erupted and spewed ash all across Europe, and that actually grounded most flights. It was deemed unsafe for planes to fly because ash would often damage the plane's engines. Um, in Iceland in particular, where they were much closer to where the volcano was, there was a lot of ash that was dispersed in several places around Iceland, much like snow cover. You had ash cover, which is like snow cover, except it's much sharper and harder to breathe. You know, it's obviously varied from place to place, but in some of the worst places, it was described as nigh apocalyptic, and they had to get people out with shovels and face masks to get rid of the ash because there was so much of it covering the landscape or the cityscape. So the ash is mostly used as, you know, a sort of a noir-esque set dressing for Iceland in particular. Um, the 2008 financial crash plays a part in the story of the main character, Sonia. So, Sonia is a recently divorced mother. She's fighting for custody of her son with her ex-husband, who is uh, particularly vindictive. He's a very nasty man, and he really kind of wants to get back at Sonia for what he sees as like a betrayal and an injustice. That said betrayal and injustice was that Sonia discovered after she had married him, actually she prefers women. Um, And she had an affair with a woman named Agla. Uh, Her husband found out and uh, lost his temper. And they're now divorced. Uh, So Sonia is not having a good time through the court system and in order to maintain custody of her son she has to be able to provide for him but because the economy recently collapsed she doesn't have an income now her ex-husband is a banker one of the bankers who had a little bit of a role in crashing the economy if you know anything about what happened in iceland um so sonia 
needs to be able to provide for her son, she decides out of desperation to turn to crime. She is approached by a lawyer, the same lawyer who approached her about fighting for custody with her son, and she decided to take the offer. She becomes a cocaine smuggler. And she smuggles the drugs in and out of Iceland to particular buyers. uh, And that is used to pay, essentially, the bills so that she can keep custody of her son. In the meantime, she is actually maintaining her affair with Agla. Agla, it turns out, is also a banker. And she's probably in the worst position of all of the bankers who are currently under criminal investigation. If you know anything about the 2008 financial crash in Iceland, you will know that Iceland was one of the few countries that let its major banks fail instead of bailing them out and went after reckless bankers to try and, you know, prosecute them, bring them to justice. And Agla has the target square on her forehead. Um, Now, whether or not she deserves to have the target on her forehead, whether she might be, you know, being used as collateral damage by the rest of the bank, that's kept a little bit in the dark. You know, there's a little bit of mystery surrounding exactly what Agla's role was in the big conspiracy to crash the economy. But basically, this book is simultaneously a romance between these two women and a crime thriller where both of the women are involved in crime in some way. Sonia is a drug smuggler. Agla is involved in, you know, a bank kind of conspiracy. It's unclear what exactly her role was, but they both have their kind of like snares, if you will, hence the title of the book. They're both caught in different sort of crime snares. Sonia discovers after she begins smuggling that the criminal world is not something that you can just walk into and then easily leave. So she decides that she doesn't want to be a cocaine smuggler anymore and she's looking for a way out. But because she also wants to keep custody of her son, she has to find a way to get out of the crime world that lets her keep access to her son and also at the same time she has to avoid getting arrested while she's smuggling the cocaine she can't simply walk out because her shady lawyer turned criminal boss um, is beginning to intrude upon her life to find leverage against her and because she has a son you know that kind of leverage can potentially be a threat to him meanwhile Agla she has her own personal secrets and so she has to avoid being outplayed by the other bankers as the criminal investigation is going on to try and avoid getting arrested, avoid her secrets getting exposed, um, and not be outplayed by the other bankers who might be more deserving of being put in jail than she is. And so this ends up being this sort of escalating high stakes thriller where you're not exactly sure what's going on, but there are these two stories that appear like they aren't connected, but then become more interwoven as the story goes on. The romance between Sonia and Agla is extremely good. It's got, you know, all of these things Um, in both of their stories that conspire to keep them apart. But also when they are together, they have their own sort of internal relationship conflicts. The deck is so stacked against these two to end up together by the end of the series. I don't know if they do. I've only read the first book so far. But, you know, it's, it's exciting to read their romance because... I want them to end up together. I'm just kind of like that. I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic. I like love stories and I hope that they end up together. The last thing I should say is that this book is also very easy to read. Like I said, the chapters are short, but the pacing is absolutely spot on. Like if you're somebody who struggles to read, if you don't have a lot of time in the day, maybe, if you only have a few minutes to read each day or whatever reason that you have, 
you can get through this book just by reading a chapter or two a day. Like the chapters are two to three pages long. This one is one that's actually very, very friendly to people who can't, you know, sit down and read 50 pages in a day. So I would recommend this book honestly to everyone. Like it's just fun. It's, you know, well told. It's well structured. It's smart. It's uh, tense. Um, I love it a lot. So thank you so much for listening. Snare by Lilia Sigurdotter. Order it online, get it delivered, seek out the ebook, you know, do whatever you can uh, to make sure that you're still self isolating. But if you're looking for a good book, Snare by Lilia Sigurdadotter, seek it out. You'll love it. This is The Informer. It's a long weekend. It's also Passover and Easter, so there's lots on. Frock Hudson has an update about what is streaming in the entertainment world. It's Easter weekend, and instead of filling yourself with chocolate while in self-isolation, I'm sure you're wondering, what can I do? We're all stuck at home, but there's got to be a way that we can keep connected. And have I got the trick for you? Hey everyone, it's the fabulously furry Frock Hudson here, and have I got the guide for you. It's filled with queer entertainment streaming from all around Australia for you to enjoy each and every day with your friends, your family, or anyone you'd like to. Welcome to What's On with Frock Hudson this weekend. Now, I can't stress that all of the times that I'm saying are Australian Eastern Standard Time. So depending on where you are in Australia, please plan that out accordingly. We're going to kick off our list with some of the events that are happening each and every day for you to enjoy via live stream. Kicking off from 10am in the morning, the gorgeous Betty Grumble knows how to kickstart our day. You can get the kids together or all your friends and family and have a dance by going to Betty Grumble's Facebook page at 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time and having yourself a boogie. It's a boogie for everyone to enjoy. Dance it out, have a good time and party with Betty Grumble. The fun doesn't stop there. Every day at 12 o'clock on her Instagram, fabulous queer comedian Lisa Skye is giving us a bit of a nooner. Filled with guests, chat, comedy and fun, what better way to enjoy your lunchtime than with the gorgeous Lisa Skye and all her fabulous friends. Don't forget each and every day, Piano Bar Geelong is live streaming from their Facebook page. There's a vast array of entertainment, some we're going to touch on over the weekend, but I can't stress how much amazing entertainment is going on, whether it's from their own team or performers who are going to the venue, self-isolating and giving you amazing shows. In fact, I believe Tash York is going to be performing tonight. Be sure to tune in from 7 o'clock. Oh, there are so many platforms to watch things on, whether you're in a Zoom chat, a house party chat, or watching on Facebook, Instagram Live, or Twitch. Whatever way you want to access your entertainment, do it and be a part of the amazing queer community events that are happening all around the country. Why don't we dive into our list with what's going on on Friday. It's fun for the whole family from 1pm on Friday with Diamond's Drag Queen Storytime. Get the kids together not only to watch a bit of a fun drag show, but hear a wonderful story for everyone to enjoy. Then switch over to DJ Dan Murphy's Facebook page for the lunchtime lockdown where he and Penetration interview guests, have a laugh and a whole heap of fun for us all to enjoy. The National Gallery of Victoria are bringing you a virtual NGV Friday nights every single week 
filled with amazing queer performances thanks to the lovely organisation team of Closet. It kicks off on their Instagram, that's the NGV Melbourne Instagram page, from 5pm every single Friday. Of course, at 5.30, you can drink with wigs with the gorgeous Lisa Mann. All she asks you to do is pop something on your head and join the chat conversation while she has a camp natter with everybody talking about her day in isolation and how everyone is doing. It's a fantastic way to be social, have fun and connect with your community. Of course, the gorgeous Sasha Star is hosting Drag Queen Trivia Feel Good Fridays. It's a whole heap of fun where you have to register as a team. You can play from your very own house. Housed on Zoom meetings, it's a great way for you to form your team, join the fun and have a trivial time. From 6pm on Fridays, why not try your hand at a queer life drawing workshop? Yes, you're doing it from the privacy of your own home, you're not doing it with the whole group, but you've got a group of fabulously queer people and a life model where you can all try different things, different positions and get your drawing going. Of course, who could forget Vodavile? Their drag cabaret restaurant may be closed, but they're bringing the entertainment with Vodavile TV. On Friday nights, they've got Fabulous Fridays. See their fabulous performances for all of us to enjoy. And where would we be every Friday without the gorgeous Lance de Boyle and Gabriella Labucci on Lance TV? This kicks off from 9 o'clock. Now, if you're on your television, all you've got to do is find Channel 31 and you'll be able to watch it from there. Or you can stream it live via their Facebook page. Each and every week, there's a fabulously wonderful time and a whole heap of entertainment. So why not have a look? From 9.30pm on a Friday, why not switch over to Lexi Gaga's Instagram? She's doing Lexi Gags live from her living room. I have watched this each and every week and it is so wonderful and nourishing to watch. It's a laugh, it's a hoot, and you're just watching her perform in her living room in fabulous different outfits. I wonder who her guest is going to be this week. Of course, on Fridays, why not catch up with the lovely Penetration via Instagram? She's getting herself ready and doing whatever numbers you would like her to perform. Just pop over to her Facebook page. Well, now it's time to switch to Saturday night. Normally, we'd be hitting the dance floor, but not this time because we're doing it all from home. I hope everyone's looking after themselves and getting a little bit of exercise. Remember to go for those walks. Go for that run. Don't just sit at home and stress yourself out. And when you're doing it, just stay a few metres away from everyone else around you. There's no reason that you can't get out of the house. Anyway, back to our Saturday night listing. What is going on? From 7pm on Saturday night, you can watch Piano Bar Live. It's a sing-along with their fabulous performers playing on the piano. You can request songs and have a bloody brilliant time, so why wouldn't you tune in via the Piano Bar Geelong Facebook page? The fabulous Timberlina is hosting Blush, a virtual show on her Facebook page that happens each and every Friday where you can have a chat and have a whole heap of fun. There's different drag performers all the time, so why wouldn't you tune in? Of course, on Saturday night, you can catch Stonewall Hotel Live. The doors may be closed, but the entertainment doesn't stop. With chats with the hosts, you've got the drag performers and a whole heap of music. It's a very camp way to spend your time and a great way that they're connecting not only to their own community in Sydney, but all of us, because we can all watch as well. Don't forget about Cooped Up Cabaret, the live stream variety show from 9pm. You can find all the details on Facebook for that. It's a huge cabaret show with performers from New Zealand and Australia doing amazing amazing, wonderful performances from the isolation of their own home. 
Of course, on Saturday night, it wouldn't be a party without the Vixens from Vaudeville. Their drag cabaret restaurant is shutting down the kitchen but keeping the stage open. You can tune in to Saturdays with the Vixen via Vaudeville TV. All the details are up on their Facebook page. Of course, where would Pride be without Pride of our Footscray's community bar? They're not just spreading Pride in the West. Thanks to Pride Live, they're streaming it all around Australia and the world. You can tune into their Twitch page. The details are on their Facebook page. And on Saturday night, you can watch Bathsheba and Max host a fabulous show for you to enjoy. The gorgeous penetration shifts it back on Saturday nights with classic numbers from the Midnight Shift. Tune in for a camp old time, the ones we used to watch and enjoy and charge your glasses to some classic drag. Of course, the dancing doesn't stop there. Poof Doof Live streams from Poof Doof into your very home with amazing DJs, drag performers and so much more. It kicks off from 9pm and keeps on going just like the party they do each and every week. You can dress yourself up, put the tunes on and dance in your own home. And why wouldn't you want to? But don't just stand there, let's get to it. Strike a pose, there's nothing to it. Rebel Bar is live streaming straight into your home from 7pm on Saturday. Get the Madonna mix with the fabulous DJ Argonaut. Tune into his Facebook page for all the fun. We've loved Bar Kylie for the past two weeks, but now it's time to get our Madonna on. So get out those kimonos and get ready to party. I know what you're thinking. There's just too much. How are we meant to enjoy it all? Well, don't you worry. The entertainment doesn't stop, but just like a TV guide, you can pick and choose what you want. You don't have to be a part of everything, but there's so many options that we want to make sure you can access them. And why don't we dive into Easter Sunday? After you've eaten all your chocolate and can't have no more, why not pour yourself a glass of water and from 12pm catch up with Baylor Moore via her Facebook page and Instagram. She does some fabulous shows and a wonderful little chat where you can all be a part of the fun with some lovely drag. Then dive into the decks with DJ N, that's E-double-N, who streams from 1pm till late with Collada Sundays. He's doing it from the comfort of his very own home in isolation in Brisbane for all of us to enjoy. On the afternoon this Sunday, you can enjoy the cheekiest trivia in town as Gina Curie hosts the Laird's Trivial Her Suit. It's going to be hosted on Cam 4 and you can find all of the details via the Laird's Facebook page. The Laird Hotel are also hosting a Sunday social isolation via Zoom. Join the Zoom chat whether you're making a meal or sitting on the couch and connect with your community. Don't forget about Piano Bar Geelong that kicks it into high gear with Pitch Please. Their Sunday night drag show doesn't stop just because the building is closed. I don't know about all of you, but I feel spoiled for choice. Next week, I want to take it to another level when we talk about what's on. Are there events that are going on that can connect us all to our community? What else can we do to help you connect? The best way to let me know is via my Facebook page. That's Frock Hudson on Facebook. On my Facebook page, there's a whole heap of queer entertainment for you to enjoy. And if I've missed something, why not let me know? Because we would like to share it with you here on The Informer. No matter what you're doing this weekend, I hope you have a hopping great time. Stay home, keep having a good time, and you'll hear me next week. I'm the fabulous Frock Hudson, and this has been What's Happening This Weekend with Frock Hudson. it for us today we'll be back tomorrow thanks to dina curie emily johnson nicholas commander sandry d mason frock hudson rachel tyler jones and jordan johnstone and of course the fine folks at the community radio network i'm your host arian pods mahalo 
Informer is funded in part by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. And of course, the members and donors of Joy 94.9. You can help us by visiting joy.org.au and become a member or donate. Any amount helps us bring you community-powered radio. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.